0: Today's edition of the Hair Radio Morning Show is sponsored by FixYourFeet.com, Hair Nation Expo Live Events, Carapy Hair Products, Plug420.com, StylingRoots.com, and Rugged Evolution Beard Care. Visit RuggedEVO.com and as always, find out more about these amazing companies on the Salon TV Network app under partner links. Thank you.
1: To rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show
0: with Carrie Hines. All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, today we have a very, very special broadcast. We are actually counting down. Some of our amazing music guests who've been on our broadcast right here at the Hair Radio Morning Show. Now, not all are performing artists, so we want you to keep that in mind as we start with number 10. Number 10 comes to us from uh, an amazing, long-lasting career in the music industry. You guys know him as the Uh Uh-Oh Man. Uh, He has performed uh, with the group Power of Power, as well as been an amazing individual artist. And uh, his name is Lenny Williams. I first interviewed Lenny Williams back in the 1990s. He's been with us a couple of times throughout my radio career. And uh, this last time we uh, chatted, which we're going to air in just a couple minutes for you, uh, but uh, the last time we chatted on the Hair Radio Morning Show, there was something very special. He spoke of another artist named Betty Wright. Most of you guys know the name Betty Wright. She was the had the big hit record, "Cleanup Up Woman, and, and uh, No Pain, No Gain, and all these other amazing songs. But he speaks of a very special uh, recording that he himself did with the amazing Betty Wright. So we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty of the countdown today. And again, it's a music countdown special broadcast, and we are kicking off with none other, again, than the amazing Mr. Lenny Williams, right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. Now, I have a very, very special guest with us today. He's from the world of music. You know him. His name is Lenny Williams. Lenny, welcome to the Hair Radio Morning Show.
2: Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, we're happy to have you. Now, you have quite uh, an expansive career in music. And the first thing that comes to mind when we think of Liddy Williams, you know where I'm going with this. Lenny, everybody recognizes oh, you oh, as oh, yes, yeah. Everybody wants to do the oh, oh, exactly. oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, how do you feel about that? I, I've always wanted to know that. How do you feel about being you known as that as the singer who um, that's his uh, his backline? How do you feel about that?
2: And it's it's cool. I I love it. You know, I mean, I, I've I've had songs that have uh, been higher on the charts. Actually, because I Love You never was a single. You know, I've had songs that are you know, in the top ten, and uh, but this song seems to have distinguished itself. You know, it uh, you know has a uh, uh, something that that stands out, and so most uh-huh. uh, it, um, it, it it's humbling and it makes me feel good that that uh, you know that people can identify me with that.
0: Well, what that's amazing. So, "Cause I Love You" was never actually released as a single.
2: No, never it, as it, a single. It was on. Really? The, yeah, it was uh, just on the uh, Spark of Love album. And I remember uh, years later, uh, the MCA at that time, uh, it, before it became Universal, wanted to uh, to do a single, and so they asked me to uh, edit it, and then I tried it, and I, you know, I was like, oh, it didn't work, and then they had Andre Fisher, now the uh, Cole's husband at the time, to try to do it, mm-hmm. and they didn't like that, so it's have never, never, ever been a, been a single. Wow. And I mean it. seven and a half minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Yes. And it is quite popular. And it just stands I guess it's such a great song that it just stands the test of time and just has reached and touched so many different individuals. So I know you have it's to perform that everywhere time. you That's go. Sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. so
2: if I don't do that they will run me out of town. Oh
0: seven, yeah, two. yeah, you gotta do the dog uh, and it, and 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 we can't get enough of it. So uh now, Lenny, I want to go back a little bit. I want to. I want uh, to share with everybody. Yeah, let's let's go back. Where are you from? And uh, you know, just how did you get your start? Where are you from?
2: Well, I'm from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where I was born. But I was actually raised in Open, Open, California. I came to Oakland when I was uh, 18 months old, and my mom tells a story that. Uh, that uh, she taught me how to say the Lord's Prayer. And so she invited some of the older women from the church, and she said, Leonard Charles knows how to say his prayers. And they gathered around, and, and so you know, it you know, time for me to you know uh, say my prayers, and I said, Our Father. And then I threw my hands in the air and said,
1: Hey, Baba Weeba,
2: which was a uh, hit song at that time. And so I guess I'd just been listening to the radio and singing you know all my life, and then I started playing trumpet in the uh, fourth grade. Uh, and then I, I went to church with, uh, the Stewart family, which is Slashdown and his family with the uh, Walter Hawkins, Ed Hawkins, Jermaine Hawkins, uh, Andre Crouch, and Sandra Crouch, Billy Preston, you know, so, you know, I was kind of always around, around music. And, uh, and then after I kind of got out of church, you know, I was hanging out with people like, uh, Hugh Lewis and, uh, uh John Fobey from Creed's Clearwater. So, you know, just always, mm-hmm. this
0: has always been a part of my life. Yeah. So those were some of the influences. Who were some
2: of the others? Well, I loved Sam Cooke when I was growing up, so I listened to the radio and, uh, you know, just trying to learn all the Sam Cooke songs. And my cousin and I, we went to school together, went to high school together, so we'd just grab us, uh, you know, a carton of milk and some uh, some cookies, and we'd walk around and sing uh, Sam Cooke songs and, and uh, you know, and, and have a contest and see who could uh, you know, be the number one Sam Cooke uh, imitator, and he'd always vote for himself, and I'd always vote for me. And so, you yeah, know, we were always attached, yeah. But uh, that's wow. that, was, that was my main, main man right there, Sam Cooke.
0: Wow. Well, I want to talk about the Tower of Power days as well. Um, what can you tell us about that whole experience? We know that you then went on and do your uh, remarkable solo career. But uh, what can you tell us in summary um, about your, your days with Tower of Power?
2: Yeah, the way I met the guys in Tower Power was uh, I did a record in like 1969 on fantasy records. And uh, everybody was saying, well, when are you going to do a show? When are you going to do a show? And I'm like, uh, I have a band. So a friend of mine introduced me to this guy, and he took me to Fremont, California, which is about 40 miles outside of Oakland to a suburb. And I went out there and I met this young band and they would call themselves the Motown Soul Band. So we started mm-hmm. talking and hanging out and you know rehearsing and things. And then uh, nothing ever ever came of it. And so fast forward a few years later, I was hanging out with Larry Graham and we were writing songs. And uh, Larry suggested we put some horns on it. So he said, I'm going to call the band Tower of Power. So they came over and when they walked through the door, I'm like, Oh, I remember these guys. They used to be the Motown Soul Band. So we got acquainted. Uh-huh. And then I started, I started writing for them. And then wow. they had a problem with the, their singer. And uh, so uh, they said, well, do you want to be the, the singer? You know, We have a problem with, uh, with the guy that's the lead singer. I'm like, okay, cool. And so then we put out uh, So Very Hard to Go, and bam, it was number one. Just was like, I think we recorded in in December, by the end of January, it was number one.
0: It was just, uh, wow.
2: just a trip, you know, you know, just a band. You know, real music business, I would say.
0: Exactly. So then you began to carve out a career for yourself as um, as a, a, solo, a solo performer. Um, but yeah. I believe that you probably took a lot of those lessons and things from the group. You, you know that you carried that forward with you. Um, I well, like yeah, the fact. Yeah, most am I right? No, you go ahead. Tell me. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, like top
2: Power. I mean. I, yeah, Top Power was a, you know, a big group, you know, there was uh, like mm-hmm. 12 members in the band and, uh, you know, we had two managers and, uh, you know, the roadies and everything. So I learned a lot of things that you should do to make a band work and, and you know, run efficiently. And then I learned, you know, a lot of things that you shouldn't do. You know, uh, Tower Power had a lot of drugs, There's a lot of drugs in the band, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, drugs, alcohol, you know, sex drugs and rock and roll, really, you know. Right. And so, right. You, know, I've, uh, you know, so I've learned, you know, that those things can actually destroy your band's your career, things like that. You know, so uh, there were a lot of lessons to be learned. Uh, and uh, but, uh, you know, most of them were, were, were positive lessons. And uh, so, you know, I was with the band for uh, two. We did three albums and uh, and then I left. And started to you know return to my to my solo
0: career. Absolutely. Now listen, I also like the fact that you worked with folks like Betty Wright and the Roots, of course. Uh, I just there is the song that uh, you guys did. I believe it's uh, I think it's called Baby Come Back. But uh, it's just such a great right. song. What is it like when you get to, uh, and and that's just amongst many, of course. But what is it like when you get an opportunity? to work with these other legendary artists?
2: Well, you know, just like I'm just, I was just sitting around and the phone ring, and it was like, uh, I answered, hey, baby, Betty very right on the phone. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's up? You know, and she's like, hey, I'm on uh-huh. the phone. I want you to do it. And I said, okay. And I said, I'm wow. going to send it to you. And, uh, and, I, and, she, and, then, and she said, you tell me what you think. So she sent it to me, and i listened to it. And uh, you know, on, on the computer, and then she's, yeah. You know, she said, "Well, I, I said I like it." She said, "Well, this is what I want you to do," and so she told me what to do, and so I went to the studio and I did it, Then I sent it back to her, and then she said, "Well, I want you to do a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that." And I said, "Okay." send it back. She said, "Well, okay, no, yeah, don't do too much over there. You know, you know, she, you know, Betty. You know, she knows our music, right?" And yeah. So then yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So I wanted to hear her laughing, and and she seemed like she loved it." And so that's yeah. just how it, how it came by. And I was just like so excited and so honored, you know, to, to, to oh, do the wow. song with Betty. Because yeah, she's a, a class act and a, a legend, Absolutely. you know, herself. And most definitely.
0: Absolutely. Well, it is a fabulous song, let me say that. So definitely for you guys out there. Now let's talk about your, your music, uh, the current music, and also some of the projects, of course, that you had along the way. But what are some of the things that you're working on these days?
2: Yeah, well, I'm basically I just uh, did an album uh, called Still in the Game, and you know, did that I think in 2012, and you know, we're still working, you know, and and promoting that, and uh, and then I think I've you know, been doing some plays, and then also I, um, uh, you know, spent a lot of time down south and and uh, in, in Chicago, and and you know, people love the blues, so I've kind of incorporated some blues into my show, and so people would always say, well, what's on my CD? Is that blues on there? And I'm like, no. And so I'm like, you know, I'm about to cut me a couple of blues songs, you know, and put on the CD. Mm-hmm. So I went in uh, here recently and did that. And then so uh, somebody heard it and they were having the, the blues tour. The blues is all right. Tour. And they said, well, you want to be on that? And I'm like, yeah. So now I'm on the blues tour. You know, I'll be doing that all of March and some of April. And well, actually starting in February, uh, February 27th down in uh, New Orleans and then uh, all of March. And so just excited about that. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's just tremendous to be able to go back and do things like gospel and the blues uh, because they, uh, you know, they're the roots of, uh, of, of our music here in the, in the United States, you know, in America. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Folks, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and uh, we have a music legend with us today. His name is Lenny Williams. Uh, Lenny, I just want to welcome you again to the Hair Radio Morning Show.
2: Hey, it's my pleasure. Most definitely my pleasure.
0: Now, I have to say, um, and we kind of just moved a little bit past that, but I do want to talk about uh, Still in the Game. You have a lot of great songs on there uh, that I really, me as three, personally love, and I'm sure everybody out there feels the same way. Um, what was it like uh, in doing a lot of those songs for that particular uh, CD? And I remember you did one that I love, uh, and and I have to think of it now that I'm on the spot. But what was it like for you doing all of those? Uh... Yes. Yeah. Well, I like that yeah, one, too. That's one of my favorites, too. I like Still, I like... Um, it was well, the well, one... Well, that I like, too. (laughs) And we have all these songs, Uh, but there was one other one that you did, um, uh, In My Mind, and you tell me which CD that was on, yes. Uh, Yes, That was on that CD, oh my goodness, let me tell you something, oh, that was on the other CD, okay. Sir, you are a singing man, and uh, we (laughs) love it, we absolutely, you, we love it you know they're just um there's just something about these songs that you you do that are just fantastic obviously uh so yeah so so still in the game uh, i'm sorry yeah still in the game is still out there and folks can uh, yeah, pick it up and hear some of these other tune, songs that yeah, you have like, yeah mm-hmm. 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 okay all right well now um and you were just saying about the blues so now you're kind of moving into that territory what is it like to kind of make that transition and uh
2: how do you feel about it? Yeah, you know, it's like it's not like it's a uh, you know like I'm uh, you know just kind of, it, it, when I do my shows, it, it, all I do is blues, you know. But you know because I'm you know I, I still have to be true to who I am and where I've been. Mm-hmm. So when I go on stage, I try to you know sing all of the, you know the songs from the various eras that I've been you know been singing. So i you know uh, the Tower Power stuff, the stuff that I did uh, after I left Child Power, the songs I did with KG. On the duet tones album, uh, and then now you know uh, incorporating a couple of blues songs into my uh, repertoire, and then basically uh, you know so that way whoever ever is in the audience they get a little bit of uh, the Lenny Williams that they came to came to see, and uh, you know so it's just been been tremendous you know, and and great reception. People seem to love it, and you know and so uh, you know we just uh, keep on marching
0: on. I hear you, sir. Now, tell us about the music of today. Um, How do you feel about some of these younger performers, some of these new artists who are out? I know quite a few of them have already sampled your music, so we kind of have an idea how they feel about you. But what do you? How do you feel about uh, them and the music that they're doing these days?
2: Well, there's some good artists out there, you know. I mean, like Neo and uh, and uh, you know, different people like that, uh, Beyonce, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So. Uh, definitely, like uh, you know like like them, and um, you know then you know, the rap. I like I like rap music too. You know, I mean uh, sometimes I think uh, uh, some rap artists are, are lyrically challenged. I mean, I would say that the the way they do their lyrics, even the stuff that I don't like, uh, is it, great. I mean, I listen to the way they compose their lyrics and, and things like that, and it's like it's it's, it's sensational, and uh, and I see why why it sells. Uh, but I think that uh, you know some of them, you know, uh, uh, limit themselves because you know uh, with the, you know a lot of uh, the profanity and things like that. And it's like, well, what if you get a call from Disney and they want you to do uh, uh, a song for nine-year-olds? If all, if all you can do is you know swear, you know, and use profanity, then you're going to miss out on that million-dollar contract. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, so you know, I think that people need to broaden. You know, there's their scope a little bit but uh not that you know it's just their day you know and so uh i mean who am i to uh get in the way and and you know overly critique what they do you know honestly what i like you know what i like and what i don't like i change, changed turn the channel you know i'm sure that you know people when my music comes on if they like it they listen to it if they don't like it they turn the channel it's you know we're all entitled to do but uh, for the most part i like you know what's going on i can turn the radio on and Listen to it to the club, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm tapping my feet. I feel like getting out on the middle of the floor and <laughs> doing my thing, you know.
0: So um, wow, more power,
2: you know, more power to him, most definitely.
0: God, well, they can certainly take a page from your playbook with the long, you know, the longevity of your career, just amazing. Okay, well, Lenny,
2: yeah, I've been you around for a while. You. That's most definitely, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, I want to talk a little bit more about the current projects and how folks can find you and or your music. Tell us.
2: Yeah, I'm on, uh, you can go to LennyWilliams.com, and you can also uh, go, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, so, you know, uh, you can go to iTunes, Amazon, you know, all of the uh, online, uh, you know, stores and find my music. And uh, like you said, we're in business. We're in the music business, you know, and uh, we're out there doing shows. We're videos and you know making it happen you won't just you know morning hair show and you know just making it yeah making it happen you know and being you know visible and uh and everything like that you know and viable you know so um you know I mean that's what you know the music business has changed a lot, and especially for older artists you know artists that have been around for a while, you know myself included uh I've seen people you know uh who you know who are icons like Aretha Franklin putting out records, and people don't even know that they're out. Ron Isley, you know, so it's a definitely, uh, you know, uh, a time to
1: uh, be diligent
2: and and uh, and you know just re- rediscover and redefine yourself and, and your uh, your methods of getting your, your music out. You know, so the internet and uh, social media, and exactly, and your own records and things like that. Uh, you know, is the is the theme of the day.
0: That's I couldn't agree more. It seems like that is uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's not quite the way it was before. But at the same time, there are a lot of great uh, possibilities. That uh, I had. Oh head, yeah, most so.
2: importantly, I mean, you know, uh, you know, you, know, you just got to. Uh, and I think what it is is getting people back to the point. Where you know where you're doing for self, and you're not reliant upon you know uh, a record company coming and signing you, or you know. So when uh, you know when when the when the uh, going gets tough, it's tough to get going. And so you know you just you figure out another way to do it. You know when I was growing up, if my dad if uh, if something went wrong around the house, and we didn't have the money that calls, you know the man with the the big truck to come do it, you know he did. Uh-huh. You know he, he figured out he sit up there and look at it. And you look at it from the left side and the right side and the other <laughs> side and the other side and you know okay, uh-huh. I'm ready and take it apart and fix it and <laughs> exactly. put it back together. And made
0: it work, exactly.
2: And, yeah, make wow. make it work most definitely. So that's what we're doing. You know, we're making it work and it's and it's exciting, you know. I mean it's exciting and, and it keeps you you know, keeps you going, keeps that blood flowing. You're getting up, you know, every day and uh you know, it's a new challenge and and then, you know, when you uh, succeed, you know, you you pat you yourself on the back, and you see the rewards of, of uh, you know, of what you've done.
0: Absolutely. Well, Lenny, I have to say, I want to thank you so much. Did what? You, did you have any like uh, any last uh, comments that you'd like to share with us today? Any words of inspiration?
2: Yeah, I just like to say that I, you know, I want to thank all thank you, thank all your listeners, you know, for supporting me over over the years. Uh, you know, uh, buying the CDs, buying the records, uh, uh, coming out to the shows and, you know, calling radio stations and asking, uh, you know, requesting the records. I want people to know that I uh, don't take that for granted, you know, uh, that I mm-hmm. am humbled by it. And, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully I can, you know, live up to the, uh, you know, the standard uh, and, uh, you know, always be professional and uh, give people what they want.
0: Lenny, you have far exceeded that. All right, we are going to move to number nine and the amazing Mr. Gerald Austin. Stay with us, everybody. Gerald Austin comes in at number nine. You're listening to The Hill Radio Show.
1: I'm Kerry Hines. Now we have a very, very special guest with us today. He's from the world of music. Here radio would like to extend a very special welcome since to Mr. Gerald Austin. Gerald, welcome to Hair radio
3: Thank you, Karen. Thank you very much.
1: How are you? Well, I'm doing great, and listen, I want to jump right on in, I want to tell the folks all about your wonderful current projects and some of the things, uh, some of the highlights from an extraordinary career in music, so uh, let's just go back a little bit, let's tell the folks out there, Gerald, I mean, being a part of uh, the legendary group, the Manhattans, tell the folks out there how you got your start, like... uh, I know you're from North
3: Carolina. How did you get to start in music? Well, I, I started singing when I was about three or four years old, and I'm from a i am from I have a musical background. My father sings, my mother sings, and my uncle Johnny Fields, the late Johnny Fields, um, was a founding member of the Five Blind Boys of Alabama. And so, all growing up, we I'm, growing up. We constantly were singing, and we sang in church. At an early age, all of us used to go to church. On We had a church we used to go to called St. Andrews. And um, all the kids in the neighborhood would go to the church. And it's my neighborhood. And the ones that, it would be like 12 or 13, 14, 15 of us singing in church sometimes together. And wow. um, we just started there and progressed. And then we were growing up on Sundays, before we would go to church, I, some weekends I would stay with my grandma, my father's mother on the weekends. Because they live right, my father's mother lived right down the street from my, from my mother's grandmother, my mother's mother. And so on the weekend, I would stay with my father's grandmother, my father's mother. And every Sunday morning, we'd have prayer, and we had to sing. or would say a Bible verse. And so we, she loved it, and we loved singing for her. And we grew up singing, and grew up singing. And then my, my cousin Dwight, which is my Uncle Johnny's son, oldest son, Dwightfield, we started singing together. We formed a group. And we became Gerald Austin and the New Imperials on Friday and Saturday, and on Sunday we were the Gospel Jubilee, and we sang in church. We sang behind the Blind Boys, we sang behind Edna Gorman Cook. We did, we did a lot of gospel shows. And then um, when I graduated from high school, and I started going to Kipsel College, and we had a group we were performing there. We I was going to college. I'm sorry, and my um professor asked me could they use the sound, my sound system because they had a group called the Manhattans that were performing there. so I said sure I went home, I got my system set it up and I was singing and they came in and heard me sing and I remember Richie, it was Richie, Blue the Hermie manager uh, Hermie, she was the manager and Phillips Rail. he was traveling with the group Philip Flood actually and I heard Richard said, this is the God thing. Not knowing that the original lead singer, George Smith, was sick, but he was traveling with them. And Philip was going, was singing with them, in case notice, to help Smitty out. They heard me sing, asked me to see on the show. I sang on the show, they took my name and address. And they flew me to Dallas, Texas that next weekend. And the rest was history. I came back to New York and I rehearsed with them for like two weeks. And uh, my first show was in Richmond, at the Bosque in Richmond, uh, Virginia. And that was 40, 44 years ago.
1: 44 years ago.
3: Yep, and wow. Today the group, and this August, the group actually celebrates 53 years.
1: Now, now, you you guys went on to major success as the Manhattans. Uh, I mean, you had some wonderful super hit songs, and I think you guys won a Grammy. For Shining Star if I'm not mistaken. Yes, nineteen eighty uh, we won a
3: Grammy for Shining Star.
1: Oh my gosh. Now that along with Kiss and Say Goodbye, There's No Me Without You and so many other songs. Uh what did you just tell us what that whole experience like, especially like winning the Grammy Award? We will never experience that most of us are here listening. So tell us for a moment just what all of that's like. I mean, being at the the top of your game.
3: It was. First of all, we didn't expect to win. We just said that we were thankful to be nominated. We were up against um, Gladys, and the Jackson, the Commodores, and the the there. Wow. We just were just glad to be in the mix with this. And we were sitting there, and when they said uh, Best Duo Group, the Manhattan, it was like we had had to... Touched myself Is this true Is
1: <laughs>
3: And we beat out All these fame, These artists And we went up And it was unbelievable It was a joy It was a blessing And I'm thankful To this day Because It just showed That um, We were in the mix That what we had done Was not in, Had been doing and Was not in vain And we are recognized By Among our peers And uh, It was an unbelievable feeling Words can't begin Expressing how we felt and the feeling we had winning
1: that grant. Well, you in addition to that, I mean, being nominated in the same category with all of those legendary artists that you mentioned. I mean, you've also been on tours and worked with, very closely with these folks, like with Houston and all with Gladys and so many other folks. Uh, what uh, I just want to find out, you know, what has it really meant to you? Um, Was there Things that you learned from them, or maybe vice versa. Um, what? Tell us what that, you know, what it was like, or what you might, what you might have gained from having such great, great, you know, uh, artists uh, to be out there, you know, along with you guys.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, besides the mentoring that I got from the Manhattan, the Blue, the Kenny, the Sonny, the Richie, those guys are wonderful. And, and and Richard, unfortunately, Richard passed away. Um, uh, Sonny has, has been under is ill, but Blue and Kenny are still with me, and I talk to them all the time. But on, but in addition to those guys, the mentoring I received to touch my heart came from the Dell, uh, Chuck Fox, Marvin Junior, Johnny Carter, Mickey, and Burner. They were real from the first time I met them, and they were always real. Not that none of the other artists were real. They weren't real because they were. But the Dells were straight to me. You know, they they told you, they they mentioned me. They like, it's like, I would sit there and talk to them, and they would like express to me different things. And words can't begin to express the lesson I learned. You know, they wouldn't let you get a big hit. On top of which, Blue and didn't have it either. But the Dells, they kept you left. They can, you know. They told you when you sound good, and they told you when you sound bad, And, you know. And they told you what you need to work. With. You know, uh, OJ, Eddie Lefurgey, cool. I love that. Eddie. Eddie's one wow. the finest man i ever met. And, um, well, listen, I against...
1: yes, go ahead. I'm sorry didn't mean to interrupt I was, you. I was yeah.
3: just saying that working with him gave me. I, I just watching him, just watching him. I gained so much experience, and now we talk now, and then we we. Share different things that we learned on the road from each other. But Eddie was was a great mentor as well. You know, and Gladys Knight. She was an artist that was so secure. She's so secure with where she is. I don't care how hot you are when you go on stage. She don't have to worry about it. So it's never, you know, some artists, if they know that you're hot, they want you to the country show or don't do this song. Gladys worshiped that. She said, come on with me. Come on with me. It made her work hard. And the pit, oh, good God, am I. it was just a joy. I learned so much from working for these guys, and, and and I'm just skipping around. But one of the, the most, I think the best thing that ever happened to me was the day tour we worked with, Marvin Gaye. She told me in Rochester, airport, I was taking him, I saw him there. We finished the show that night, and we were both flying home. And this lady... Wanted an autograph from me. She said, Is that Marvin Gaye? I said, yeah. She said, Can I get an autograph? I said, I have. So I walked up to him and I said, Marvin, I'm Gerald. He said, Oh, I know who you are. Said, you one of the baddest singers I've ever seen. One of the greatest singers I've ever seen. And I already knew that from guys working with Marvin, my guys working at the group working with Marvin previously, told me that Marvin would never say nothing bad to you. But he, if he wasn't good, he wouldn't sit there and tell you you're great, you know, and knowing you weren't, he just wouldn't say nothing at all. And when Marvin Gaye told me what he thought of my thing, you know, that was it. Didn't nobody tell me nothing then.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, know? you.
3: But I had a lot of experience and a lot of people I worked with.
1: Well, listen, I this is just you know, you're like an encyclopedia, walking, uh, you know, just a great resource. Uh, that, you know, can help us and tell us so much about music and especially classic R&B. So I wanted to just get your feedback and, and talk about some of the current projects and things that you have going on. Uh, first, just let me ask you, what do you think of today's R&B music
3: and the artists that are out there? I think today's R&B music is slowly coming back around to real music. Because for so long, we aren't just, 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 just an artist. We're just an We're all our early days. We create a phenomenon. And a lot of times, we would say that's how this is how Dale, the Manhattan, the Dramatics, Ray Goodman, and Brown. All of us still exist today. You know, it's unfortunate some of us passed away. But the group is still there. Our music is still there. The music is bigger than the But the music is still there because we sing songs about life That people identify with You know We talked about making love But we weren't graphic with it We talked about making love Breaking up Coming back together And with You know And that's what's happening now The artists are beginning to sing Real songs So I think it's a wonderful thing Good Now
1: what that kind of advice Would you pass along To these artists of today um, You know uh, you Been around for, you know, you've been out there for a while and having such a great impact on music uh, as far as we're concerned. So, what kind of advice might you pass along to some of these artists of today?
3: You know, I would tell artists today keep God first, number one. And you have to be humble. You have to be humble. Because you, I don't care how big you are, you are not doing your audience a favor when you go out there and sing. They're doing you a favor by coming to see you sing. They don't have to come and see you sing, but they're doing you a favor by coming to see you sing. So be humble, keep God first, and remember that, you know, they are the people that make you who you are. When you go out there and you sing your heart out. Give you give your best. And, and, and you know, be humble, Greg. It. it don't hurt to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go to the radio station and do an interview. You know, you might be tired, but get up and go, because those people are one that make you who you are and who you will be. Stay away from what? the drugs, right? learn about business, and be focused on the
1: business and make it work for you. Wow. Well, listen, if you just joined us, you're listening to the Hair Radio Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and with me on the line today is Mr. Gerald Austin You guys know him as one of the lead singers of the group, the Manhattans And again, I want to welcome you to Halo and Leo. It's a pleasure to have you with us, Gerald Thank you, Garrett. Now, yes, now, the current project What we want to tell everybody, first of all, your website We must tell everybody how to get to your website And then I want to ask you uh, about some of the things that are going on right now Okay My
3: website Is Gerald Austin Um Gerald Austin Music Dot Com Great
1: um, Gerald music.com. Music.com,
3: Right And you can go there And you can get My new gospel CD I have an EP With four songs on it Titled Back to Basic Um It's on CD Baby Or you can go to my website And get it through, through My website also have uh, the Sam Cook CD that I recorded uh, back in 2008, a tribute to the late great Sam Cook, and um, you can also. Well, I get
1: into these I want to get into this a little bit, Gerald. Uh, the gospel uh, EP that you have out now, and the songs that you have, and you're putting together a full CD for everybody to enjoy. Uh, where did this come from What was the origins? I know that you mentioned earlier About your beginnings in you know, our church uh, But tell us how this gospel project came about Because it's your first gospel project Am I correct
3: Yeah um, First of all it, uh, I, the, the gospel project came Because it's something I've always sang gospel I've always sang gospel I never stopped That's my, that's my foundation and I sing in church today, even before I record, I sing with my choir at Mount Fisker here in New Jersey, Malfiska Fisker AME. I sing there. Um, but it's something I wanted to do. It was always in me. And when I sing on stage, you can see it. Whenever I perform, the gospel in me comes out. And so I wanted to do this. And when I did the Sam Cooke tribute album, I did both sides. I did his, his gospel music and the sexual music. Al Goodman helped me put it, the late Al Goodman and Ray Goodman Brown helped me produce this We put it together so when we uh, showed the album to the record company they said don't put both of them on the same at the same time, put the gospel album out later and so I decided to do the gospel album and uh, so I just came back this year and added a couple more gospel songs to some of the songs that I recorded with Sam and here I am And this is where I really want to do Gospel is where it is.
1: Well, I love the idea. And I believe some of the folks that we can expect to hear, uh, like Regina Bell and Will Downey as well.
3: Yes, I did. uh, I recorded a song with Will Downey, and I'm looking forward to that. It's called Jesus is a Friend of Mine. And I've also recorded uh, Irreplaceable with Regina Bell. Uh, and, and it's just unbelievable. God is so good. He's blessed me with these people in my life to be able to work with them and they're wonderful artists to work with and we're looking forward to a great successful gospel album. Wow. Be out well, around, I was trying to get it out by the end of, August of July, but it may be in the first or second
1: week of August Wonderful. And everybody, of course... Yeah. As long as we visit your website, we can stay on top of when it's going to be released so that we can rush and get it.
3: Right. And, and also, again... Um, yeah, you can get it from my
1: website. jillmusic.com Got it. Now, on... Oh, you go ahead. You, you go ahead.
3: I also have a Facebook. You hit me up on Facebook. And I, I'm, uh, um, uh, I tweet. I have a Twitter account is, uh, Gerald Austin 14 and uh, so my fans are following
1: me all right. Terrific. Now, I want to ask you about the Sam Cooke CD. I want to talk about that. Um, I, I understand that he was a mentor of yours, but maybe you could tell us a little bit more. Why do you an album uh, in tribute to Sam Cooke?
3: Well, because Sam Cooke was my total inspiration. When I started singing, um, and I heard, heard records by the Soul there and I heard Sam Cooke sing, he touched me because Sam sang songs that were for everybody. His diction, his songs all tell a wonderful story, and you can identify with it. And it's just the spirit that I got from him. That was the spirit. My father has the same spirit. Uncle Johnny had the same spirit And um, So it was there for me and, and it was it was just perfect And Sam was just right there for me And um, When I did, when I finished the album Sam's brother LC did The line of And when I talked to LC um, He said you know And I didn't know I had done it I wasn't thinking of it that way I just wanted to do it He said you know what's so good about this album He said, you're not trying to outthink Sam. You're not trying to think better than Sam. You're paying tribute to Sam in your own way, in your own voice.
4: And that's exactly Mm.
3: what I wanted to do. I I wasn't there to sound like him or to sound better than him. I just wanted to pay tribute to him with what God has given me. So Sam has blessed me with such wonderful music and spirit. Well,
1: I I think you've accomplished just that I was listening to a song that uh, you had recorded A Change Gonna Come uh, And at the end of this song There was like so many different uh, It was like uh, you were calling out the different names Of the artists who have passed on And it was just um, an amazing song uh, And just well done just, Yeah Can you tell us um, You know what, the, what that has meant to you uh, You know in terms of being influenced by some of those artists that
3: you mentioned in that song? You know, it, it, it's a wonderful thing to be influenced because what happened is that I listened. You know, I never thought that I was better than. So I listened to those artists. A lot of times they didn't have to say a word to me. I listened to them. And uh, different times I listened to them in interviews. You know, and and they truly inspired me. They truly inspired and, um And uh, I change is going to come is a song I won the amateur hour at the Apollo theater in 1966, you know. And, and mm-hmm. to give you an example about the artist, um, my wife is a dancer, and she was dancing in a um, in Reno at one of the hotels, the Harris Hotel, a show called <laughs> Hotter and Hotter. And I went there, and Sammy Davis's wife, Alta Fee, was replacing <laughs> the captain of the dancers. And so that was her first night. And that night, Sammy was there with his wife. And we were in the green room waiting and waiting when the girls came off stage and all the dancers came around. But we sat around Sammy Davis. And this man gave us some jewels that he could never, I, we wouldn't get in a million shoes. And he knew who I was when I got ready to do him myself to and him. And he started talking. And he said, what he taught, what he spoke to me was about million, being humble of being gracious, and be careful what you say when you say it. He said, love everybody, regardless, you know, how you feel, love everybody. And he said, if you don't want to be bothered as entertainment, you can stay at home. He you know, so many times he's eaten dinner that were cold because he went out to a restaurant, and people saw who he was. They wanted autographs. He said, he stopped eating, and he autographed He so. he shook hands. He said, but when he wanted to have his personal time, either he would go to a to a private restaurant, a private room, or he could just stay at home and exit. But when he went out as an uh, when you went out in public, you had to acknowledge that they were who you were there for. Once they started talking, and uh, things like that, I've learned from him, I've learned from Gladys, I've learned from Eddie, I've learned from Chuck Boxdale and Marvin Jr. Johnny Carter, Pop Charlie Ashton, you know, these are the people that gave me some jewels. And uh, I'm, I'm honored we have been in their presence. And that's why I have existed 43 years today, 44 years today. And that's why the Manhattan have existed 53 years. So, wow. And,
1: uh, and we just want to remind everybody... Make certain and uh, to get a copy of your gospel music uh, that's up there, and of course to go to your website, GeraldAustinMusic.com. And I'm going to say
3: tell you that so the album is called Back to Basics, and the single on it is Back to Basics. It's a collaboration with Mel Holt, saxophonist, and and Cell uh, Award nominee Mel Holt. He produced it. Um, oh, he's great. And Travis Milner, Milner has been with me, the maestro from the Bird first album. And he's also performed and played with Manhattan. So, uh, so Travis is working with me for Manhattan.
4: years.
1: Yeah, you're working with the best out there. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. So this is fantastic. So, what, so what's next for you? What would you like to do? What, uh,
3: what's next for you? Well, first of all, before I go into that, I'd just like to let you know that this year we're celebrating 53 years. We'll be at Colors Jazz Club August 8th and 9th. And we're celebrating there. We're inviting all our fans to come out from all over. Just come and celebrate that night with us. Two nights are there, the 8th and 9th of August. And we're celebrating our 53 years. Also, September the 13th, we'll be at the Birchmere in um, Arlington, Virginia, Alexander, Virginia. We're going to celebrate it again. So please come on out. We're going back to sing all of our old songs. We're just going to have a wonderful time. So please come and celebrate because we couldn't have not made 53 years without you. So we're inviting you to come out and share this time with us. Um,
1: Sounds great.
3: And what we're doing now, we're just touring. I'm finishing up my gospel album. I have my uh, two sons singing on it. In fact, I was recording my baby son, my youngest son, night before that, he's done a great job, and we're going back to finish it, and once we finish it, the complete album will be finished, and we're releasing it, and we're going to move forward, it will be on the website, it will be on iTunes, it will be on CD Baby, so we're going to
1: make it happen. Well listen My dear aunt would never let me uh, Let you go without doing A shout out to Miss Jan Wofford In Jersey And uh, she's your biggest fan Gerald And well, then, I, uh, yeah. I want to just
3: give her a shout out And I want to do this for her. There's no house Without a home And there's no man Who wants to be alone There's no child Without a dream And there's no song Without a meaning That's how I know There's no me Without you
1: And that's true, James God bless you Wow, well listen, I'm sure she will just love that <laughs> Okay, so that's for you guys out there Listen, I want to just say, you know We know that you will be singing That you will be continuing on with your amazing career in the music world and, and the joy that you're bringing to so many folks out there And the happiness, and you know, to all the fans around the world We just want to say thank you And I certainly want to thank you for being with us on the Hair Radio Show Uh just extraordinary career and we're just gonna stay focused and keep seeing.
4: This has got to be the saddest day of my life. I called you here today for a bit of bad news. I won't be able to see you anymore because of my obligations. And the ties that you have We've been meeting here Every day And since this is our last day together I want to hold you Just one more time When you turn and walk away Don't look back I want to remember you Let's just kiss and say goodbye.